Thanks to EveryPlate for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. For 50% off your first box, go to everyplate.com and use the code DREAMJOB. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. How you doing? How's your week going? So um, I'm excited. Today we're going to talk about more wins and awesome things that are happening in this community. So exciting. Love hearing about these things. I'm also going to answer a few questions. Um, before we get to it, I just wanted to tell you how excited I am because I saw that some of you, as of Monday, started to tell us that you want to be part of these Don't Keep Your Day Job listening groups all over the country all over the world. It's really cool to see you guys putting your name and information into this uh, Google Doc. So if you guys want to join in, we're going to help you. What we're going to do is you're going to put in your information and let us know if you want to either lead a group or be part of a group and you'll tell us what city you're in. And then we will um, sort of go through that document. That it's, a, it's a shared Google Doc. We'll go through the doc and we will um, send you an email, let you know like, hey, you said you wanted to be in a group and there's these three or four or six other people in your area who are like-minded and creative and they're working hard and they'd love to be together with you, support you. And then every single week, we're going to send you guys discussion questions, things that you could think about discussing in your group. And I'm going to give you sort of every week, just sort of an update on what maybe you can do with that time. I really believe that it's so helpful to meet up with other people, to encourage each other. I feel like when we're on our own, we just don't pull out of ourselves the magic that really lies in there. I think that the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. And when I was starting out as a songwriter, I remember that I would like sit in my room and, you know, take out my quill and my uh, paper. And I would think that I would just sort of like write these songs on my own. And I remember when I started to co-write, when I started to work with other writers, when I started to meet up with other songwriters or be part of songwriting groups and have discussions about both the writing process, the business aspects, as well as creatively working with somebody else, just so much momentum started to sprout. Because I do feel like when you're playing chess with someone, if you're playing chess with another person, even if you lose, if that person is better than you, you get better just by playing the game, even if you don't win. That's one thing. But another thing is by being with other people, it keeps you accountable, right? Like if you know you're going to go to one of these groups, you might be more inclined to get busy taking some action during the week because you know you're going to get there Thursday night or whenever you guys decide to meet up and somebody's going to say, so Marsha, so Chris, what have you done this week? What's going on with you? And you might not want to say uh, nothing and shrug your shoulders. You might want to be able to tell them what you've been doing. And so that accountability is really, really helpful. And also you're going to get there and you're going to talk about what you're working on and someone else is going to talk about what they're working on and you're going to brainstorm together and you might hear somebody say something and you might say, oh, that's so cool. Maybe I can think about doing that with my social media or maybe I can think about doing that with my process. I think one of the reasons why we we don't get as far as we want is because we get in our head, right? And, and we have all of this sort of negativity sometimes that's sitting there, you know, like these old things that just sit there from when we were kids, like, oh, this will never work or you're not that great at this. And I think when we're around other people, we can be encouraged and we can be inspired and amazing things start to happen. So I'd love to see you guys putting together these groups, these don't keep your day job listening groups in your areas. And I'll be doing things just to support you guys because I think we should be rewarding action. And I think that that would be really helpful. And I want to get you more momentum and I want to help you get more results. So if you guys join a group like that, or if you decide to lead one, that would be amazing. And then I'll be putting together maybe special Zoom video calls that I can do with your group, or I can ask the leaders of all the groups to let me know anything that's been happening in the group that's really inspiring and cool. And I can give that person a shout out and let people know about these awesome things that are sprouting all over the world. 
It's pretty cool. If you want to get in on that, you can find the Google Doc in the show notes on iTunes. You can find the Google Doc on the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group. Um, and I'll also be posting it from time to time on my Instagram in the bio. But go ahead and check that out and let us know. And it's amazing. It's amazing to see you guys all over the world coming together, supporting each other, and, and really creating a momentum of people who are saying, you know what? I think it's time for me to live life on my terms and wake up and feel excited and be in a state of joy and and contribute. I think um, we, we ain't seen nothing yet of what we can give and what we can create. Really, really cool. So I'm excited about that. I also wanted to just say one quick thing because I was working with a group of songwriters uh, this week. I'm doing a challenge and I asked people to do something similar. I said, go ahead and get a co-writer. Find somebody to partner with to co-write a song. And it was fascinating how many people had some some pushback come up with that um, and how how uncomfortable that is. And, and I think the reason being is because when we think about getting into a situation where we're going to be working with someone else, we feel that imposter syndrome. We feel that inadequacy. Well, what if I get there and I don't have anything interesting to say? Well, what if I um, let other people down? Well, what if I'm not that good or that impressive. And I remember for myself, when I was first writing music, I used to cancel co-writes. I would come up with some excuse, like my throat hurts or I have to organize my closet. I, I can't come. And um, I would push myself to go. And inevitably, I'd get there. And when I left, I was so happy that I went. I was proud of what we created. And there was always so much more that I could do than I actually thought before I got there. And I think that there's something really interesting about how uncomfortable we get when we think about committing to somebody else. Um, but I do think that when we actually work with other people, it is truly cool how things and ideas come out that only happened because you were in a conversation as opposed to sitting alone in your room and trying to think about it. You were talking to someone else and someone says one thing which makes you think of something and then you say something else and it leads that other person to say, wait a minute, why wouldn't you try this? And you go, oh my God, I'm so glad we discussed this because by processing it out, I've gotten more ideas. So I do think that being part of a group like this, especially if you did it consistently, I think that you would empower one another, you'd encourage one another, you'd get some ideas off the ground and you'd probably come up with things that you wouldn't have thought about otherwise. And I think that that would motivate you and get you some results. So I do hope to see you guys forming these groups. And I do um, intend to support you and give you guys special giveaways and do special meetups and things just for those people in these groups, because I want to encourage you to be taking more action. You know, week after week, if you're listening through this stuff, um, you know, some of you are going to talk to people, you're going to be all fired up and people are going to say, oh God, that's not realistic. That's not practical because they've been so used to sitting at their desk job and they've just come to a place where they're, they're used to settling. And other people are going to be like, that's so cool, right? But I think um, it's, it's really nice to know you're going to have a like-minded group of people to see once a week or every other week where you can really take what you're learning and start applying it. Okay, let's dive into some of your wins from this week and then let's answer some questions. So Brandy posted on the Don't Keep Your Data Facebook group. She said, I did it. Thank you, Kathy, for encouraging us all to get out of our comfort zones and pursue excellence on our own terms. Yesterday was the debut of my mobile bookshop, Daisy Chain Book Co., the only one in my province and the second one in all of Canada. It was a beautiful sunny day and the response was fabulous. I felt it. The satisfaction, the exhaustion and the relief that I had stepped out and done something totally new and untested in my city and the people loved it. What a fantastic feeling. You said, don't build someone else's dream and you were so right. I'm now one of your victory stories. Thank you. You guys, you got to see the photos of Brandy's mobile bookshop. She posted it in the Don't Keep Change Facebook group. It's amazing. It's a bookstore on wheels. It's so creative. It's so awesome. I love this, Brandy. You literally created a bookstore in a van. 
I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy you now have this victory story. Yes, yes, yes. I love this. I want to talk to my editor. We'll see if we can get this in the book. It's such a great story. So innovative. Yes. No more building someone else's dream. This is just the beginning for you. I really want you guys to go ahead and check out what she's doing. Give her some love. She's at daisychainbook.co. Awesome. Okay, next win. Tammy said, I turned in my resignation letter yesterday. I've been doing my side hustle for four years and finally took the leap to do it full time and really grow it. I'm the artist and owner of Cuddly Cute Designs. I make digital paper piecing patterns for paper crafters. I also have a digital design site, DigiCute Designs, where my art is offered as clip art, digi stamps, and digital scrapbook layout kits. In the near future, I plan to expand into the embroidery world with my designs. I'm so grateful for the podcast that have opened my eyes to things I can do and how to channel my fear into to productivity. I can't wait to dive into so many more things that I always felt I never had time for. Thank you so much for the inspiration and valuable information and resources. She sent in a photo of some of her designs and they are so cute. Congratulations, Tammy. I'm so happy for you. Your designs are adorable. You guys, this is what I mean by building that runway. Tammy's been working on a side hustle, not just for a few weeks, but she's been working on it for four years, right? And some of you, you might only have to work on that for six months or a year, but it's so great to build that runway. And this as opposed to it being a wild leaf into some black unknown. She already had validated her idea. She had tested the water. She built an audience. She built some income from it. And that's a really great way to get it done. You can go ahead and follow her on Facebook at Cuddly Cute Designs, or you can go to the CuddlyCuteDesigns.com website. But super, super cool stuff. Okay, last one. We have another listener named Tammy who DM me on Instagram and she said, Hi, Kathy. I would like to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being a key inspiration and helping me to find courage to believe in myself, my skills, my training to start my own private counseling practice. I live in Western Canada and now offer equine and animal assisted counseling on our beautiful, peaceful farm. I work with children, youth, adults, and we go outside and have our sessions with our ponies, sometimes 15 friendly lambs and a bunny. I grew so tired of working in a dreary, gray, impersonal office. No more. I never write letters like this, but I really wanted to reach out and say thank you. At times, I've struggled with burnout and fatigue, but your podcast would revitalize my vision for my practice. I now have my first group of clients and we're building a counseling cabin for sessions based in a peaceful Indoor setting and also outdoors. I thank you so much, Kathy. Tammy, this is amazing. This means the world to me. I love what you're doing. I wish I could come to your farm myself. You guys can follow her at Town and Country Counseling on Instagram and see photos of her farm and her animals. They are so cute. You're doing awesome work, Tammy. I want you to keep it up. And you guys, here's what I keep wanting to say. The reason why we decided to do this second episode every week, first of all, I love you and I really just enjoy having more ways to connect. But the other reason is because I want this to be clear. The more clarity you have, the more you can see it, you can move, right? If you know where your destination is, you can chart a course. I want you to see what's possible. Yes, I want you to see on on Monday's episodes, people who are making huge, huge strides. They're making six figures, seven figures. They're writing books. They're doing TED Talks. All of that is so awesome, so inspiring. But then on Thursdays, I want you to see people who are six steps ahead of you, who are four steps ahead of you. I want you to see how close it is. I want you to see how doable it is. Oftentimes, we we have this mistake. We think, I'm either going to be Daniel Pink, Seth Godin, I'm going to be Jensen Chera, or else I'm never going to have any audience when I'm writing my stuff. That's not true. I want you to know it's not like I'm either going to be Jenna Fisher, or I'm going to be Bobby Brown, or Jonathan Ather, or nothing. 
That's not true. There's so many ways to make a living. Remember when Melissa Camilleri was here and she said, it's amazing how you can make multi six figures with a small audience, a small group of people in the world who know what you're doing, who know what you're about. It's so important for you guys to start seeing this, to start seeing that there's so much that just hasn't been modeled for us, but it's out there. There's so many people living lives where they're fulfilled, they're doing their knitting, they're doing their pottery, they're doing their baking, they're doing their hand lettering, they're doing whatever it is they love, and they're making a great living, and they're touching lives, and they're inspired every day, and they're not necessarily people that you know. They're not necessarily Kim Kardashian. They're not necessarily famous. So this is so important for you to see it, because the more you have clarity about what is possible and doable, the more you can see where you want to land and where you can land, the more you're going to start charting your course there and moving and taking action. Okay, before we move on, let's give a shout out to Every Plate. We've teamed up with Every Plate and they're offering everyone in our audience 50% off your first box when you go to everyplate.com and enter code DREAMJOB. You can experience full plates and fuller wallets with America's best value meal kit. Enjoy amazing chef designed meals for just $4.99 per serving. Think of it this way one meal is the same price as a cup of coffee. Every Plate dinners are the cheaper, healthier alternative to takeout or delivery, and recipes come together in 30 minutes, definitely faster than a trip to the grocery store. Another nice thing about Every Plate. Every week's meals come shipped in recyclable climate smart packaging. And this ensures that your food not only arrives fresh and ready to cook, but it's also good for the environment. So I use every plate and we had sweet potato and black bean tacos. Super fun, you guys. Like, I love this. I love that everybody can get a meal that's chef designed and it's just $4.99 per serving. This is something that I think that everybody needs. For 50% off your first box, you can go to everyplate.com and use the code DREAMJOB. That's $2.50 per serving for your first week of meals at everyplate.com and enter code DREAMJOB. Okay. Let's dive into some questions. So here's our first question. Natalia asked me on Instagram, hey, Kathy, I was wondering if you could talk about dealing with rejection from gatekeepers in your industry. Recently, I reached out to somebody and I didn't get a great response and it was really hard for me. I've been trying to heal from it and was wondering if you can give me some advice. So here's what I want to say, a couple things. First of all, you can listen to Matthew Del Negro's podcast, 10,000 No's, because he's gone through so much rejection. And he said that as an entrepreneur, it's something we just have to expect rather than get so defeated by when it happens and you just keep pushing. And it's amazing where you wind up when you when you accept it as opposed to being so thrown off by it. And you just know that's sort of part of it. Um, and his whole podcast is about that. And it's really, really inspiring. Another thing to think about is what Seth Godin always talks about. You know, He says, there's always going to be a dip and people are going to give up. And it's the people who stay in it past that dip And on the other side of that is where the huge reward lies. And often I talk to people like in my field, songwriters, and they say, you know why I'm a songwriter? Because I'm still a songwriter. Because I stayed in it long enough that I'm like last man standing and I still get the work because I'm here. I remember listening to Will Smith years ago and he said that he came out to LA and people said to him, what do you want to do? And he said, I want to be an Oscar award winning actor. And people looked at him like, are you crazy? You're the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Like, I don't think that... Oscar is in the in the cards for you. And he said, they didn't understand me. They didn't understand what I was really about. He said, because if you put me on a treadmill next to someone beside me who's also on a treadmill, all I can tell you is I'll get off last. They're going to get off before me because I'm committed to seeing it through. And I think part of it is we have to step back and we have to see ourselves in in the wholeness of what we really are. And I think what happens is we write a song or we make a piece of art or we do something and and we we see that as the totality of ourselves. Our ego is so fragile, but we forget like you're so much more than this piece of art. You're so much bigger than all of these 
aspects of yourself, you're, you're, you're the sum total, right? You're much bigger than all that. So part of me is a mom, part of me is a daughter, part of me is a wife, part of me is a sister, part of me is a friend, part of me is a podcaster, part of me is a songwriter, but I'm not any one of those things and that's it. So my work then, one piece of work, which is just one piece of a role that I play is definitely not everything that I am, right? So I think that what we can do with with rejection when it happens is turn it around, you know, and see it just as information. And actually, maybe it's helpful. You know, just the other day, I got two rejections. I'm writing a book and my editor said, hey, Kathy, can you reach out to a bunch of people and see if you can get some people to give you a quote for the book? And so I reached out to about 10 people who I really admire, who are all best-selling authors. And um, the first first two, the first two people I reached out to, one of them said, um, congrats on your book, but I can't, too busy. And the next one said, um, I'm sorry, but good luck. And I realized that if they both, you know, really loved my work, um, maybe they would have done it, or maybe they don't think I'm cool enough or talented enough, or maybe I'm not a big deal enough or whatever. And at first it really stung because I was so excited when I saw that they wrote back and I got actually disappointed because I realized that they weren't going to be able to um, give me any kind of like a quote for the book. And I then turned it around and I thought, you know what? This is just part of it, right? It's like, what did I expect? You know, like every time somebody, you know, pitches me the ball that I'm going to hit it out of the park, you know, that's not fair. That'd be setting myself up to to be just devastated, right? It's like, I know that, you know, I know that I've got to take this in stride. And I think that it's it's okay, you know, like not everybody is going to like you. You know, you could be the most perfect peach, the most delicious ripe peach there ever was. Some people just don't like peaches, right? It doesn't mean that you're not amazing and awesome. It's like, you're just not everybody's flavor. And that's true in my own life. You know, I recently, about a year ago, I had one of my closest friends. She just decided, you know, she just didn't want to be friends anymore. And I have a lot of other amazing friends and new friends and old friends. But this one person, you know, just wasn't her flavor for whatever it was. And I said, do you want to talk about it? And she's like, no, I kind of just like put it all together. And I just realized like, this is just not for me. And it's like, wow, you know, I was really hurt by it for a while. And then I realized you really can't let that just take up so much space because there's over 7 billion people on the planet and not everyone is going to like us. And I think it's the most liberating thing in the world when we don't need everyone's approval, when we don't need everyone to like us because it's exhausting to try to make everyone happy all the time. I just don't think that we can do that. I don't think that we ever will be able to do that because people are different and some people like this and some people like that. And it's it's just subjective. But I also think that rejection can be helpful. I think that we can see it as information. I think that just like Daniel Pink said last week, I think that we have to learn to be like scientists. Scientists don't test a hypothesis. And then when it goes wrong, they say, oh, what a failure. They go, oh, cool. I just learned something new. Elon Musk, he's so brilliant when it comes to things that fail, when it comes to rejection. He says like he's just in it to to explore. He wants to discover things. So it's not about the immediate, did it win? Did it lose? Did it fail? Did it, you know, like what are people saying? Is, this, is the stock up or down? He's in it for the bigger quest. Like 
can I pull out of myself the best possible work? Can I find solutions to eco-friendly travel? Can I, can I inspire other people around me? Even if I'm messing up, will they just be inspired by the sort of questions I'm asking? And even if I'm not coming up with answers, will other scientists see my questions and see what I'm trying to accomplish? He said he was happy if somebody else saw what he was doing and they came up with the solution because he just wants to ultimately find cool things, discover cool things, make amazing things. And so I think we just have to, you know, put our shoulders back and it's a little bit of tough love. And we have to say to ourselves, like, enough, like, are we really going to let those things slow us down or worse, like kick us out of the game? No, this is going to happen. This is absolutely going to happen. There's going to be people who don't respond. There's going to be people who don't like our work. There's going to be people who are just having a bad day. We cannot take all of that personally. We just really can't. And what we can do is sort of like what scientists do. We can turn the way we look at it around and say to ourselves, you know, if I consistently get feedback from somebody that this particular thing is not good or this particular thing needs some work, maybe I can just be grateful for that because maybe that winds up leading me to something else that I'm better at. Or maybe it gives me the edge and helps me correct something, which actually is what I need. You know, I, I'm taking Pilates, right? So I went to my Pilates teacher today, Leslie Logan, and um, she actually is a listener who reached out to me on Instagram. And I was like, she's like, hey, you want to do Pilates? I'm like, yes. And anyway, she's a great teacher. And I was there this morning and she corrects me and adjusts me, right? But I don't see that as like a rejection because I did something and I didn't do it, you know, quote unquote, perfectly or right or whatever. I look at it like that's what I'm paying for. I want that feedback. So if you look at it differently, people pay for feedback. People pay for constructive criticism. So if you wind up getting constructive criticism, instead of saying to yourself, gosh, my ego, that's myself. That's who I am. That's my identity. No, it's not. It's not who you are. It's a tiny, tiny piece of sand, a tiny, tiny fraction of this amazing soul, this amazing person, this amazing entity that you are. And therefore, if you get some feedback, if you get it consistently, that might actually be something really valuable that you can turn around and say, thank you so much for the feedback. I really appreciate it. I really, because maybe the person who's giving you that criticism or that rejection, maybe use it as an opportunity to grow. So if somebody says no, or if somebody says, I'm not going to write the quote for the book, or if somebody says, I'm not interested in working with you or whatever it is, maybe you can turn it around and they might be super impressed by this. And you can turn around and say, I really appreciate it. And since this isn't going to necessarily go the way I had planned, I'd love to at least learn the lesson. Is there anything about my work that you might be willing to give me feedback on? And they might think that that is super humble and dignified of you. And maybe they'll take a second and be generous and respond. And if they do, you can respond and say, that's really really generous that you took time to give me feedback, to help me grow, to help me work on something. I think that that's actually a sign that people care, right? Otherwise, they're like, I don't care if this person keeps stumbling and keeps making the same mistakes. Like, I don't want to give this person time to teach them something. But I remember when Saul Blinkoff was here and he talked about how he got rejected and he tried to get into Disney and got rejected again. And when the guy came back again to his college to look at applicants, he said, you know, you came by before and I didn't get in. Can you give me some feedback on why? Why did I get rejected from Disney those first, the first time and the second time? And the guy said, oh, it's because you're, you're drawing pictures of Mickey Mouse. And we don't take pictures that are of Mickey Mouse. I'm like, what? But you're Disney. It's like, no, we don't want to see that you can draw Mickey Mouse because then that just tells us you can draw Mickey Mouse. We want to see that you can draw figure drawing really well. You can draw hands and faces and you can draw it from different perspectives because then we know you can draw any character we give you, not just Mickey Mouse. And he said, thank you. That's so helpful. And so he went back and he 
created a whole new portfolio and drew all these different perspectives of all these different hands and body parts and, and faces. And he sent it in and he got in. And that feedback was worth, I don't know, he's been doing this now for 25 years. So whatever that income he's made for 25 years, directing all these movies and working at Disney on all these incredible projects and being all over the world for different production companies. So that feedback was worth a lot. You know, he has four kids. He's being able to support his family for a long time doing what he loves. That feedback was gold. So let's turn it around. First of all, let's anticipate it. Okay. So that when it happens, we're not just completely thrown off. And let's maybe even write down ahead of time how we're going to deal with it when it happens. Number two, let's see it as information. Let's see if we can seize the moment to ask that person if there's something that we can learn from it. Maybe they respond. Maybe they don't have the time. Maybe they're generous and give feedback. Maybe they don't. And then maybe that actually creates a relationship with that person because they say, wow, that's pretty cool that you even wanted to know you know what, on second thought, so send me the updated version or let me know when you correct whatever. Let me see it. And maybe that turns into something bigger. I've had that with songwriters where they send me one thing. I'm not so smitten over it. They ask me for feedback. I find that really impressive. I give them feedback and they go ahead and take the notes and they improve it. And then I actually find that really inspiring and, and, and amazing that they do that. And then sometimes I like the next version and I wind up working with them for years. So let's look at it that way. And then the next thing is, what if we can just see the whole process more like a scientist? Like you're just looking to discover more. You're looking to get closer to that target of who you really are supposed to be, where you're supposed to be. And you're seeing that every door that closes is really leading you to something you needed to learn or pushing you towards another door. So it's all helpful. It's all helpful as opposed to just, you know, I got to get everyone to like me. I need everyone's approval. That's not going to happen. And it's going to be really damaging and devastating because it's a definite lose-lose situation because you're going to wind up not getting it perfect many times. You're going to wind up not being people's flavor many times. And then what are you going to do? You're going to lose out on seeing that you maybe are supposed to be going in a different direction or learning or improving, or you get out of the game because the first three people didn't like your, your book and you, you don't become JK Rowling because you had to kiss a lot of frogs before you find the, the person who ultimately says this is amazing and it becomes Harry Potter, right? So there's some food for thought. Hopefully that helps. All right. I just want to remind you, we made a Google Doc where you can write down who you are, where you are, if you want to join one of these Don't Keep Your Day Job listening groups. So go ahead. You can find the link in the show notes on iTunes, or you can find that link on the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook page or the Facebook group. Go ahead and join in because we are going to help support you in creating a group that is going to keep you motivated, accountable, brainstorming. It's going to be awesome. I know so much happens when we all come together. The whole is greater than the sum of the parts and the rising tide lifts all the ships. And by hearing other people, sort of unpacking what they're doing and how they're applying things and what's happening for them. It's going to give you ideas and it's going to get you out of this place of feeling stuck and it's going to get you taking tremendous action and seeing things sprout. So I'd love to see you helping one another, having these listener parties, and then you have your own little like support group and, and mastermind. It's going to be awesome. So I'll be sending out emails every week to help you guys stay connected with each other and I'll be giving you discussion questions and some things you might want to go over when you meet up and I'll be doing some special giveaways just for people in the group. So go ahead and find the link in the show notes on iTunes um, or on the Don't Keep Your Job Facebook page or Facebook group. Okay, so start creating your listener groups. I want to be able to share with the world the things that are going on in all these groups. And I'm going to be asking the, the leaders of these groups to let me know. Tell me about the people in your group. Who's doing something cool? I'll shout them out on the podcast. All right. Also, we have an amazing event next week, October 4th and 5th at the Hudson Theater. Matthew Del Negro will be speaking. Wayne Fetterman will be speaking. I'll be there. Melissa Camilleri, many other amazing, awesome souls. 
you'll be so inspired. You'll be ready to rip the face off of your dream job when you come out of there. If you want to get tickets, you can find it at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com slash workshop. There's going to be a link in the show notes. If you use code dreamjob20, you can get 20% off. All right. I hope to see you guys next week. It's going to be amazing. October 4th and 5th, the Hudson Theater. Get your tickets. Use code dreamjob20 for 20% off. I'll be back here on Monday with another episode. If you like this, if you like any of the episodes, please go ahead and share this with your friends. We're doing a share right now. Our 100th episode is October 8th. 100 episodes. Can you believe it? I just started like less than two years ago recording this in my closet and it grew to be something so magical. And I got to connect with all of you, which has been amazing. Um, our 100th episode is October 8th. So in honor of our 100th episode, until October 8th, we're doing the share And I want you to basically share the show and then let me know on my Instagram that you went ahead and shared it. And whoever shares the, the episode the most each day, I'm going to be giving away a prize every single day to those of you who are sharing it. Just let me know on my Instagram that you went ahead and shared it. I'll pick somebody every day to win either like a gift card or something that one of our amazing guests has made, like a box from Sugarfina or a giveaway of like a one-on-one coffee date with me. And we can brainstorm your idea and have a little brainstorm session about what you're working on. But I'll be giving away something every single day. So go ahead and share the show, share the show, share the show, and let me know how many times you shared it. We're going to do a share so that every day, whoever shared the show the most that day, every day I'm going to pick somebody to say thank you. We'll be doing this every day up until our 100th episode on October 8th. Also, on October 8th for our 100th episode, in honor of that, I'm going to do a live streaming concert. You guys, you hear my songs at the end of these episodes, but I've never actually performed for you. I'll be live on Instagram and on the Facebook page. It'll be 11 a.m. October 8th. I'll be live streaming some of my songs. I'll be playing with this amazing artist, Kyler England. You can check out her music as well. She wrote these songs with me. I will be performing them together in my living room. You guys can see me perform those songs at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, October 8th. I'll be live streaming that on Instagram and on the Don't Keep Day Job Facebook page um, in honor of our our 100th episode, which will air that day. But between now and then, we are doing the share So go ahead, please share the show, leave us a review, um, and let me know on my Instagram how many times you shared the show that day. You know, So you can text it to a friend, email it to a friend, send it to a friend in a Facebook IM, post it on your Instagram, post it on your Facebook, however you want to share it. Just let me know how many times you shared it. And then I'm going to go ahead and, and choose somebody every day to say thank you. And thank you guys for listening. I love you. I'll leave you with another song. Have a great weekend. And I'll talk to you Monday. Maybe I lost some battles And my cage got rattled But now I'm before But I'll win this war Hey, I came back fighting And now I know that nothing Can hold me down Anymore I'll rewrite the rules Gonna make my move I still got so much Living left to do Now This
Yeah.